Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. October 4th, 2014, Nationals Park, Washington, D.C. On a chilly fall evening. With a chance to get one step closer to the World Series. Two National League foes, the San Francisco Giants and the Washington Nationals, take to the diamond. But nine innings wasn't enough. Not even close. This is Game 2 of the 2014 NLDS. Hi, welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Julian Edelman. And we're on the search for the greatest games of all time. And on today's episode, we talk about game two of the 2014 NLDS Giants vs. the Nationals. We got Hunter Pence coming to the studio. We're going to check out what he had going on in October 2014. And then we're going to take a look back at each of these squads. And then we'll wrap it up by talking legacy and scoring this game. Check out Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Comment a game you want us to do and rate and review this pod. Why are we doing this? This is the longest playoff game in MLB history That's at crazy. this time. Yeah. Well, there was one recently that was pretty long, too. Was it Was it longer? I think it was the same, right? Or was it longer? 18 innings. That's a great number. It was longer minute-wise, but it was also 18 innings. Got 18? It. Damn. Wow. That, that's, that's, that's good. Six hours, 23 minutes. Six out. You know what? This brings me back to when I was a kid and you'd go to Giants games, you always wanted it to go into extra innings because yeah. it would be like 9, 30, 10, and then you were hoping to death that if it got too late, your parents understood and they wouldn't let, like make you go to school the next day. You got to like have a day of hooky. It never went through. Yeah, never went through. But like I, and it's I dream baseball. It's, yeah, as a kid, you're like, this is. I get more of more, my favorite thing to watch. You're at the park. You maybe get another dog. You may get some peanuts. You get a foam finger. Like they cut off beer in the seventh inning, though. 
Did they? They always do, I think. Do they reopen it? They have to reopen it for the playoffs. Why don't they reopen it? Everyone's sobering up. Is it because of safety? It has to be. Because they don't want you to, they want you to sober up at least three and a half innings before you drive home. <laughs> right? I guess. Right? Well, this game went 18 innings, six hours and 23 minutes. We already said that. Uh, I mean, you're a Bay Area kid. You were a huge Giants fan. I was a huge Giants fan. You're this... still, you're, I mean, I know you're like a Red Sox guy yeah. too now, but you're still kind of a Giants fan. I'm still, yeah, I'm still definitely a Giants fan. I mean, that's part of what I grew up watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was actually, it was really cool. It's it's going to be, actually, it's going to be really cool to get to interview Hunter Pence because I remember in his heyday, the guy with the long socks, fired up all the time, kind of tweaky. Like, he's like, he was like a tweaker, you know, yeah. and, and. You know, we'll have to get behind that, see what, what yeah. made him. He's like Tweak from uh, South Park. Yeah. Remember like, Tweak? Yeah, what about Squeak? Squeak from, from baseball. baseball. <laughs> Underrated gem. I, lo I, I low-key love it. We, we need to do basketball on this show and get Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Squeak Scolari. Squeak little bitch Scolari. That guy rules. <laughs> the little bitch. If you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times, I'm out of here. Epic line. That's a great movie. Uh, let's go back to October 2014, the number one movie in America, Gone Girl. So freaky. That was a good good book and movie. I remember Freaky though. Yeah, but I loved it. That girl plays who who's the actress? Rosamund Pike. She plays a really good thriller girl. Yeah, she does. Like it's it's in her face. Yeah. In and around her face. Yeah. It, she she's a good actress. It but it, it just I feel like something it just always like is she not in a lot of these? I think she's in a lot in of a couple stuff. thrillers. Yeah. She's a thriller actress. She's she's, she's got a big resume. It's uh, so freaky. Radikowski was in it too. Who? Emily Radikowski. Just she saw her. This. Didn't you see her? Yeah, she I, was the uh, the like the college student love interest. I think right. Wow. Wow. Damn. Look, look at you, Jack, coming out shooting from half court. This guy, he's he gets facts all across the board. He's, Jack is killing it. The number one song. All about the base. Uh, the base. Well, oh, yeah, and, and Ben Affleck wouldn't wear a Yankees hat in this one. Refused. Love wow. it. They made it a Mets hat. Sounds like he's a pretty bad actor. <laughs> a good actor would have been able to pretend to be anything. I have a little True. beef with him. You have beef with Affleck? I don't, I don't know if it's beef. I just remember him calling into like a ESPN or doing some, he was doing some tour. Yeah. And it was when like, two, it was in 2019. He's saying, oh, Brady has no receivers. There's no what? this, no that. He, this guy, I'm like sitting here like, bro, we had drinks at the fucking Met Gala together and you're going to go out and throw me under a bus like I'm not a good receiver? Damn. That's messed up. It's messed up. No respect. No That's respect. Cool. I thought we had something, man. I thought we were talking. We were doing Boston accents together. Him, Matt Damon, me. Like by, the, was, by the way, doing Boston accents. That's just his voice. No, he's doing an accent. <laughs> he, uh, Jeez. That's messed Affleck, up. That he, and, and you know what? I want to I want to I want to be friends with him. I want to be cool me with that. I respect that. I want to be but no. Great director. But then he threw me under the bus. The Town is a great movie. Great movie. That's an epic Boston movie. But that is the fact that he can't wear a Yankees hat. You think you could be Superman but not a Yankees fan? Get the fuck out of here, Affleck. Come I on. Uh, now, I actually, I'm back on his train. Really? I'm, I'm back on You just Affleck. got me off. I'm, I'm kind of defending you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I want to be friends with Affleck, too. Me, he's too. A, he's, a great, he's like a great filmmaker. All right, well. You got a better shot than I do. You got the Boston Connect. Clearly I not. I can't believe he said that shit about you. I don't think he, I don't know. You don't think he, what? He might have been on the sauce. He does drink. I don't know. I was just, I was a little disappointed. 
He's got no receivers? No receivers. I mean, he could have said he needs another receiver. Could have said that. You should go out on record and say that uh, Matt Damon wrote Good Will Hunting alone. I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. I heard. Shit's that's, what he, that's what we were talking about at the Met Gala when we were all together, drinking. <laughs> you just said that Damon did the heavy lifting? He, that's, that's what I heard, I think. Damn. He's probably going to call me out and kill me right now or something. Uh, you could take Affleck. Oh, without a doubt. No, no doubt. No Come doubt on. you could take it. He could plays take. superheroes. I, you are a fucking superhero, Let's dude. go. Super Bowl MVP. That's my fucking partner. Yeah, dude. Hype man. Hype man. I'm Flavor Flav right now. I'm getting you fucking ready to go. Let's, Dude, October 3rd, B.B. King's last live performance. I love B.B. Uh, King. Yeah, legend. In the House of Blues in Chicago. That probably had to be awesome. Yeah. I wish I would have got to go to that. I don't know. Is the last one the one you want to see, though? Hell yeah. Just he to say you got to see him. Head, though. Just to say you got to see him? Eh. Him? I mean, I'm Buddy sure. Buddy Waters, sure. John Lee Hooker. I love me some blues. Ebola was popping off this. And popping off is probably isn't the right word. But uh, Ebola made a big splash. I remember also not the right <laughs> I, you, I remember driving down the yeah. pike and you would see the signs about like, what is this Ebola stuff? Yeah. They'd be like, be careful of Ebola on like the traffic signs. You ever did you see those? I remember that. It was from a what was it, a mosquito? A mosquito? Yeah, fucking mosquitoes, dude. They're rude. You know, you make a dinosaur and you also can make Ebola. Oscar Pistorius sentenced to five years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend. That was crazy. Yeah. I, I how did he only get five? Didn't he, he got away? Then they redid it and he came back. He was the sprinter with uh with the, the medals. Yeah, with the medals. Dude, I think that he's not allowed to actually. Was he out? Was is he in the actual Olympics too? Did they outlaw that? I think they did because it's like aerodynamic in their. I mean, he was blowing people out. I think wasn't he? He, he didn't. He didn't meddle. But let me look into what it's looking like. We now. probably can't use any of this. Anyways. No, we could use it. Why not? But I'm he just, murdered someone. We can shit on him. All right. All right. Those. That's the rules of of comedy. You're allowed to shit on bad people all the time. Wow, how about this Baseball Hall of Fame inductees list this year? Maddox, oh. Glavin, The Big Hurt Frank Thomas, Bobby Cox, Tony La Russa, and my man Joe Torre, New York legend. Joe Torre. I thought he was the Dodgers. Wasn't he the... Didn't he manage the Dodgers? Was that that, that guy? Joe Torre was the it, Yankees manager during that epic run. But didn't he go to the Dodgers? For like a year, I think, right? Oh, that's what he's known for, Dodgers. He was known yeah. for... 2008 to 2010, he was there. Oh, yeah. oh 2008 to... Yeah. Oh, okay. But the he Yankees, the he won four with us during that stretch. Oh, man. And that was a damn good stretch. I met Tony LaRusso a couple of times. We, we knocked back a couple over in, at Strega in the waterfront over in Boston. He's a, he's a legend. He's a legend. He's crazy. Yeah. Who, and who's the, uh, the pitcher with the mustache? Uh, Eckersley? Eckersley. It was me, him, and Eckersley. Damn, how cool is it that he's just known as the pitcher with the mustache? That's Eckersley. He's, he's awesome. He's like good Hitler. He's the good mustache. <laughs> you know? I mean, the, you could, that, that thing's definitely a flavor saver, if you know what I mean. He, he's, he, looks, he looks awesome on the mound with that mustache. Especially in the era he played. Yeah. And in the, the A's uniform. Remember he was in the A's? He looked. Th those uniforms were already awesome. Then rocking the mustache. That was like pure 80s, 90s. Oh. Just cool. Yeah. That was oh. fuck energy. It was fuck energy, no doubt. M sure. MVPs that year, Mike Trout in the AL, and he's still killing it. He's still the MVP. He's still, I mean, not, not in his team. They got, uh, they got Otani, who's just on another level, but 
but it's crazy that Mike Trout might be the second most valuable on his team when he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Then you got NL MVP Clayton <laughs> Kershaw, still great, still good, yeah, good. Cy Young winners Kluber for Cleveland and and Kershaw, dude, Kershaw was dealing. He was he was unhittable. It was un. I mean, it's it was so cool to watch. Except when it was in the postseason. They that, got, well, he this got one. He got one. Yeah. I just don't like the. I, I'm not a Dodgers guy. I'm not a Dodgers guy either. I, I can't be a Dodgers. I mean, that's that's where I told the I. I'm, LA sports are, is tough for me. Well, I'm a, I'm a same for like that's like the number one fighting. Like we fight all the time with those yeah. people. They're annoying, and also Lakers fans are fucking. Other than Jack, they're fucking annoying. Yeah, they really are. Because they they hate LeBron, but then they accept his title, and then now they hate him again. Yeah, and they're just spoiled. They had, like, a couple bad years. I'm like, yeah, but you got those couple bad years because you got to have Kobe retire with you. You got That's a privilege to have him only be a Laker. I'm only kind of a Lakers fan now because I met Jeannie Bussey, and she's, like, really cool. She seems cool. She was a sweetheart. She's, I mean... I'm trying to get her on the podcast. I told her. She's a badass, man. I'm like, yo, come on the podcast. We would love to have Jeannie Buss on this pod. So that's where I'm taking on. Like, I don't, I can't stand the Dodgers, but, you know, I like the. <clears throat> Lakers have a really cool history. <clears throat> Lakers. Don't say you like them. Yeah. We have to acknowledge that we, historically they are impressive. I mean, yeah, it's, they're a fucking unbelievable they're the Lakers. franchise. It's fucking Lakers. All right, we're done with it. Uh, Fun fact. Neither the Red Sox or Yankees made the playoffs this year wow. in 2014. First time since 93. Another horrible year. Bad years. But guess what? Yankees won in 96, so they didn't have to wait that long. But, yeah. yeah. This was uh, Jeter's farewell tour this year in 2014. and that, was, I'll give you that. Yeah. and I, and, I fuck with Jeter. And it was crazy even to see Boston give him that ovation. That's, that's when I was like, all right, Boston, that was pretty classy. They did it for Mariano, too. They did not do it for A-Rod. <laughs> Last season for Bud Selig as commissioner. Oh, Bud. And Pujols hits his 500th home run. He's on 700 now. So cool. I'm mad he's retiring. Pujols has more than that. Pujols could be the home run champ if he gives it, like, two more years. He's at 703 right now. What does he that? need? Seven... 755 is the babe. I believe so. Let me double check. No, what's what's oh is Bonds Bond. past the babe? Bonds, Bonds seven sixty three. Bonds seven sixty two. I was off by one. He could Pujols could get there because he's still looking good. But it's crazy because he hasn't looked good in years. I know there was a period where you didn't he think just, he'd ever get to seven hundred, yeah. which is. But he did it. What so, were we doing in two thousand fourteen? What were you doing? Jeez, I was a road comic. I was just doing the road. I guess I this was before I this was right before I taped my first comedy special for Comedy Central, a half hour. Uh and I did I did an album. And uh in Boston. In Boston. Yeah, I did uh, a special there. I remember I did a very Where? Poor, I uh fuck. It's right across from the Wilbur. I forgot the name of the venue, but it was uh I remember I got pure silence because i did a boston bombing joke <laughs> it was a terrible a little too idea. soon it was a terrible idea. I, said, I said something along the lines of uh i was like i was devastated when i heard about it my first thought was me and my brother we don't do anything together anymore <laughs> silence fool i had to save i saved it but i was like fuck i was like you can't not take the risk but uh how about you you were you were just lost to the Can just, kansas city chiefs 42 to 14 we I just got blown out by the Chiefs on was it Monday Night Football in the King in the Chiefs Kingdom or Arrowhead? 
They they blew the socks off us. This is the game where <coughs> Garoppolo came in and like the question was to Belichick after the game, are you thinking about benching Brady? And that's wow. when he said we're on to Cincinnati. This is the on to Cincinnati game. This this is the game that single handedly sparked our season to go on and win the Super Bowl of 2014. Yeah, Trent Dilfer, I believe, said that you guys might not be good anymore. Yeah, Trent Trent has eaten those words so many times because we went and won three more after that. Yeah. Fucking Trent. He's actually a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is Trent Dilfer the worst quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl? Uh, Let me check on that, but he's the first one that comes to mind. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't you ever say Phil Simms again. Sims. Jeez, Kyler, you eat that. Yeah. Jeez, man. He's, I mean, Dilfer is close. <laughs> I mean, he's top four, but top he's three. A, he's a Super Bowl champ, though. He is. Joe Flacco? No, Flacco's <laughs> better than Dilfer. Flacco, but it, oh, there's still... Stiller for when he backed up Phil. Yeah. Count that since he just came in for one. What's the key ingredient to having those quarterbacks? Having a defense where it doesn't matter. Exactly. All of those teams... Jeez. Let's go into the teams. Let's do it. Giants, 88 and 74. Second in the NL. I believe they lost to the Dodgers. Yeah. To to the Dodgers. Uh, ugh. Yeah. Finished six games behind the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, they were coming off a season where they finished third. They had a letdown season after winning the World Series in 12. Uh, they also won it in 10. Bruce Bo Bochy, old Boch, love Bochy. He was always a cool dude. Uh, he was the manager, All-Stars, Hunter Pence, Bumgarner, and Tim Hudson, key players, Buster Posey, the catcher. He had the silver slugger. He was a badass. He was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. He got taken out. They changed the rule at the home plate for him, remember, when he got taken out? Um, Madison Bumgarner. The countrymen hitting dingers, throwing shutouts, and then big time Ch Timmy Jim Lincecum, guy was like five foot five foot two and was throwing gas. Let's go to the Nationals. What are the Nationals? He looked like young Mick Jagger, and he's throwing like a hundred and two. It was fucking crazy. He was tiny. Can't forget Pablo Sandoval on that Giants team. Oh, That's true. Big Panda, good catch. Panda, and the Nationals. Yeah. 96 and 66, they were first in the NL East. Picked to win the NL East. Manager Matt Williams played as, as a giant. Remember that? I loved Matt Williams, third base. That was the years I used to love him. First manager, uh, first year as a manager. Um, he won manager of the year this year. They're all stars. Jordan Zimmerman, the guy who was throwing that night. Tyler Clipyard. He threw, let's go back to Zimmerman. He threw a no-hitter in the regular season finale. Wow. No-no. Key players, Anthony Rendon. Uh, he was a Golden Glove winner. Ian Desmond, 24 homers, 91 ribbies. Young Bryce Harper, a young, young baby, Bryce Harper. Baby Bryce. Only I was watching that. Games. Yeah, he was a young boy. Yeah. Um, Steven Strasburg, remember him? He was he had always he had the he arm problems. He was a he fucking was, ace, though. Yeah, remember he got the he had gas, gas, and then it took him like three years, two years to get back, and he got gas again. Remember? 
There are guys like that. Like, remember, like, when the Cubs had Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood? And it's like, sometimes it's just hard to keep that arm cooking. It takes a lot to be a power pitcher. Dude, those, it's got to be hard when you're just throwing something as hard as you can. All day. All day. Yeah. Like, I, th I throw, I went out and, like, picked up the glove and just played catch. I couldn't lift my arm for, like, two two weeks after. Wow. Oh, I'm scared. Just because you're, you go out and you, you feel, you're feeling it, you're throwing. Oh, I could throw this thing pretty far. Let's do some hard 90s. Let's do some 90-yard 90 or 90-foot 90 feet throws because that was always the thing. You had to get the 90 feet. Yeah. Couldn't lift my arm the next day. Damn. Yeah. So the game was a pitcher's duel. It was Zimmerman and, and Tim Hudson, who had a kind of a shitty record that year, I think. I think it was like 9 and 13. No run support. No run support, because his ERA was sick. But uh, so this is a complete pitcher's duel. Pence was thrown out trying to steal second in the second inning, our guest. Uh, the Nationals scored in the third inning to go up 1-0. No score until the top of the ninth. The Giants rallied late with a man on first and second. Good old Panda Sandoval drives in the tying run. Posey was thrown out at home trying to uh, take the lead there. Uh, Cabrera and the manager, Matt Williams, both were ejected in the 10th inning. Love it. And then the Brandon Belt home run not finally. Like, not like a manager up. getting ejected. It's classic. Because it's, it's, it will energize a team, I think. It's the dumbest thing ever, too. Like... Get out! It, 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 literally, like that happens in no other sports. I've never basketball, seen basketball. It happens. Um, basketball. Coaches get tossed. Yeah, tossed. Yeah, but like it's not even like a penalty or anything. They like they. It's like part of strategy. Some of the times, like yeah, shit. The boys need to pick me up. All right. Hey, fuck you! You're out of here. And the guys are rallying behind them. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing, but it's. I mean, I used to remember. Remember old Lou Pinella. Yeah. He would just come out and kick dirt on people. And I'm like, this is amazing. Old school guys are the best. Because yeah. they would do like the little tedious thing, like the most disrespectful. Like they would spit right next to him where it didn't hit him, but it was going towards him. But they would keep eye contact with them. And then if it, and then they would spit again. And if a little it got on the, the ump, he's like, you're out of here. The dirt on the shoes is, is like, not, it's not a manly thing to do. You know, these are like bulky men. You're just like, I'll oh, fucking, I'll ruin your shoes. <laughs> it's so weird, you know? It, if they're white cleats, I'd, we're fighting. We're uh, fighting. Things we might have forgotten. Jordan Zimmerman, he threw a gem. 8.2 innings, pitched, only three hits, six strikeouts, one earned run. Uh, you know, Zimmerman uh, pitched a no-hitter six days earlier. We covered that. This was uh, a pretty... Slow game. Look at the stat lines. Yeah. Bryce Herper, 0 for 7 at bats. Yeah. Crazy. Tim Crazy. Hudson, 7-engine pitch. AKs. Uh, and Hudson wasn't like a pure strikeout guy. He was kind of like, he'll find his spots. He'll throw a nice sinker. Yeah. Posey was 3 for 6. That'll get you the haul. Yeah. Oh, he was he was a fun-ass player. Buster Posey? Oh, yeah. I love I love catchers. It's such a it's such a gritty position, you know? Yeah. You He wasn't your guy? Don't tell me you have an Affleck level story about Posey too. Nah, I don't have an Affleck level story with Posey. But what, I just, he was never your guy. I like Posey. I mean, he's like the team general, but you could tell he was pro like, I don't know. He he. Remember he got hurt at at home plate. Yeah, they changed the rule. I loved that. I loved that. 
damn. I, I love, love watching guys get murdered. Rolls. Yeah. Hell yeah. Pete Rose in the All-Star game taking a guy's head off. Yeah. Like, that's the most action. I was a football player. I of know. course no, I'm going to love true. contact. It was awesome. It was an awesome rule, but you can't fault him for that. It's the Buster Posey rule. I know, but did, was he complaining about it or what? Yeah, he broke his leg and then, like, he said that, that they changed the rule. You can't take out the catcher no more. Damn. It doesn't mean he's that. not a great player and that I have, man, he's a stud. Stud. But, but I mean, just, catchers were always my fave. Like, I, I was a huge Jorge Posada guy growing up. He was just, Benito, I, he was my, I, had a, I have a shirt, one jersey for the Yankees. It's Jorge Posada, man. Benito Santiago. Yeah. From the knees. Yeah. Throwing out guys. That oh, was my guy. Pudge hey, Rodriguez. Pudge. That, dude? Pudge, is a, Pudge is a lovable guy. Everyone loved Pudge. Oh my God. He was the most incredible defensive catcher I ever saw. It was Lights out. I love I loved baseball catchers. Catchers, it's, oh, there's, oh, they're always like the hardy guys. Both catchers in this one played all 18 innings. All 18? Got to be some tough on the to Buster Posey do, for that. Do they shit. have knee savers? Let me see if either was wearing them. I don't them. think. They remember it became a thing when knee savers came out, guys wear them, but then the real catchers wouldn't wear the knee savers because they gutted it out. Dude. Got to be very pliable to be a catcher. I mean. You got to go on that TB12 method. That's a tough. That's a tough 18 innings. 18. Ugh. The final score. Posey's too good a hitter to take out. That's the thing. You can't take him can't. out. Can't. Can you change position? You could. That's what you could do. You could change someone on like first, put Buster at first because you're going to be scooping and scoring but all they, day. Who, who hit the game winner? The first baseman. Yeah. Brandon Belt. Belt was. Brandon Belt, apparently huge dong. What are we doing over here, guys? Looks like we got one pair of knee savers. Sorry. Okay. Who? Who's wearing knee savers? Uh, my man on the Nationals. That would be. Uh, hold on. Let me get his name here. Here. All right. Well, it wasn't Puster, so all right. I like him more now. I guess I like him. <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't have like two beefs in one episode, man. Because no, no. Affleck's gonna be hearing about this. No, he's not. Oh, this this will get on his radar. Yeah, dude. right. A I New England sports legend having issues with Affleck. This is news. Nah, Affleck's just. This gonna, is a news story. He's just gonna big league me. No, he's not. Yeah, dude. We get you know we big league. We, we need more receivers. We we have no receivers. He's gonna big league me. You know, he's I gonna just, big league I've Super Bowl MVP Julian I've, Edelman. I've had fourteen surgeries, blood, sweat, and tears for his team, and he's just gonna just throw me under the bus. It's all right, Matt. I understand. Well, you know who never does that is Giants fans. I mean, I think Amani Toomer is one of the classiest guys I've ever God. seen. I love me some Mike Hilliard. I love. Uh, I can go on and on about Giants wide receivers. I think they're all uh, classy. Mario Manningham. Uh, Plaxico, we love you all here in New York. Yeah. So, you know, Giants fans don't do that. One little comment about knee savers, and we end up on Mario Manningham somehow. <laughs> that was Wilson Ramos, by the way. My bad. <laughs> um, final score was two to one. The Giants go to up in the series two zero. Uh, let's go to the gaming corner presented by WinBet. What what's our prop bet going to be? Um, I got a good one. What do you got? How many times I can get, or you, group effort, how many times we can get out uh, that you think of baseball during sex to delay orgasm? He's a baseball player. He must have heard of this. He's you got it. baseball to not come. You try to stay in the sexual moment. I'm down. What, what, what's the, what's, what, how many times do we have to hit it? We can hit it at least two five, I think, without making it uncomfortable. Two what five? You, so that means we're hitting it three times. Two five it is. Two five it is, according to Jack. 
All right, we're going to be joined by Hunter Pence, but before then, let's take a quick break. And let's welcome Hunter. Appreciate you coming. What's happening, I'm Jules? Jules. Sam. 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 I'm doing out Sam. This is quite an awesome little set you got here, man. Thank I'm pretty you. pumped. You got... Yeah, Jordan, you got like all the classics, man. I'm feeling like a champion just sitting in this corner. Get you are a champion. You are a two-time two -time champion. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just like championships of everything. I mean, you got the John Madden up here. This is sick. This yeah. is fun. You know, we got Brady and Belichick loving each other up, which is, yeah. you know, that's, that's just love. That's a real we old got pick, the, You see that one? That's one of my favorite. That's the, uh, remember when the Giants took the, the bi-week boat trip before the playoff game and then they got knocked out up top? With Odell and everyone. Oh dang! Not one. Yeah, of my I favorite do remember memories. that actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We, I think the Cowboys did that too. It was like that Romo had a bye week or something and went on went on like a vacation to Cabo. Maybe I mean, maybe not. It Damn. sounds. Oh yeah, correct. that's right. I remember that. Sounds correct. That's, they haven't yeah, won a playoff true, right? game, so seems focused. Was that when he was with Jessica Simpson or something? Wasn't he? Well, did you go on any that vacations really during your playoff runs, Jules? That, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not like you weren't allowed to curfew right no you didn't have curfew but football is different you know like we you have to prepare all week to be able to perform once a week for three hours so you're, you're putting all your eggs in that that basket yeah. you know what i mean so like you it's so different it's so much time to think about such a small window of time yeah. right like even like in baseball, you play every day, but when it comes to the playoffs, it feels like it takes forever for the game to get there. Like you're just thinking. I can't imagine a whole week of just being in your dome. It, that it, 100. percent You know, you you can't afford to slide. You know, a couple games here or there because every game is rad important. That's why my respect level for baseball players and their competitive stamina is fucking outrageous. Because I had, yeah. I loved baseball. I just had way too much ADD. I was a kid picking daisies, running around. I couldn't, I couldn't focus. And for someone to have the ability to focus, and it's crazy. We're getting into the game where you guys went like a uh, twenty-five innings, whatever. <laughs> eighteen I mean, innings. Yeah, eighteen well, innings. It's so funny you bring up the ADD because I, I was like ten and we were doing baseball and we had the counselor, the guy, the guy in charge. Uh, I space out at shortstop. And he just sees me spacing out. So he just, this is the day where you could just zing a hardball at a kid's face. Just zings me in the face, bloody nose, unconscious. And they was like, you got to pay attention. I was like, I fucking paid attention after that. <laughs> you got to pay attention after a guy will fucking throw a ball at your face. You definitely learn, you know, that, that's, a, that's a quick way to learn. You know, yeah. you can tell your kid, hey, don't touch the hot stove. But until they burn their hand, they don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Child abuse is good. I'm not saying you child abuse. First. I'm not saying child <laughs> abuse, but like, I guess I, I have the memory as a kid. Like my parents were like, no, no, no. And I just didn't understand it. And I was like, oh, that's why they said no. Yeah. When I learned from the pain. Yeah. Sometimes sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say throw baseballs at kid's face or burn your kid's hand. No, <laughs> no, but experience is the best teacher, I guess would be my, point you know there. what the crazy sure. thing about that is what my dad actually has thrown a ball at my face. I charged the mound on him when I was 14 years old. I was pissed <laughs> off. We were doing BP before a game, charged the mound. He won to me, went to the game with the bloody Jersey. Yeah. And I learned never to. To charge the mount on my dad were, again. So you were actually charging the mount. To I charged. I was going to attack your dad. I tried to. <laughs> well, well, yeah, he's he's. Uh, you're Robin Ventura. He's Nolan Ryan, right? <laughs> he beat the shit out of you. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It was crazy, but that's that's definitely that's the way I lived too. My parents were like, if you want to touch the stove, go ahead, touch the stove. You're going to find out why you're not supposed to touch the stove. Yeah. yeah. We so I had a four. My brother was four years older than me, and like 
when I, when I was growing up, like he was the legend, like yeah. he was the best player and like my dad would have me catch him. So like, and we had like a trampoline, we didn't have a backstop. We're just in Texas and he just puts the trampoline. He's like, use that as a backstop. And, and like, he's throwing so hard, like I'm scared and like, he's like jamming, breaking my thumb, but like it's ricocheting and hitting me in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, dad, I, th I don't think I need that. The trampoline as a backstop anymore. Hey. It'll, te it'll teach you how to block the ball. You're either tough or you're not, right? Like <laughs> yeah. catch the ball, you can't back away. But let's let's get it. We, we went off topic. Let's yeah, get into so some of your accolades. My accolades. All right. Texas born and raised, played at UT Arlington. Yeah, Texas. Texas Arlington. Is that that sound? We're not to that. Texas. Where's that? Texas UTA. Yeah, it's in Arlington, Texas, Arlington. I gotta get that. So it was like it was like a block away from my high school. Was it? Yeah, I also played a year in junior college at Texarkana. Juco guy. Heck yeah, baby. Was that I annoying agree. to play so close to high school? Like, was everyone hitting you up for tickets all the time? No, man, I wasn't that popular. UT Arlington baseball games. There's not that many fans there. They're oh not wow. <laughs> it's not University of Texas Austin. This is no, no, no yeah. yeah. But what's what's crazy is there was like three extraordinarily successful big leaguers on my team there. Who? Um. Oh man, Mark Lowe, who was like a bullpen pitcher. He was with the Rangers when they went to the World Series. Wow. He was with Seattle. Um, and then Ryan Roberts, who was known as the Tap Man. I don't know if you remember these, you know, these days, but he was had some good years with the Diamondbacks, we played for the Yankees yeah. a little bit. Uh, but yeah, all three of us were went to UT Arlington at the same time and both had all three had long careers. See, you could tell he's a good hitter because the he, the way he's looking me in the eyes, <laughs> he's got a focus that like I can see him focusing. So that's what I picture your eyes looking like when you're looking at the. Our focus is improving. I mean, if you see me play, like yeah. it's I'm like twitchy. I'm a little. Everything's unorthodox. Like well, the high, the high, you the know? high pants. What's up with that? My all my boys. I told them you're Sucks. coming on because we're all fucking. We're all Giants fans. They're like, ask him why is he wears socks like Babe yeah. Ruth. <laughs> so I, I always liked them like high just because it was comfortable. Like when you're a kid, like, and I had like these long, lanky legs, I could never get them to like really fit. So just pulling them up was just comfortable. And then it always annoyed me that it tugged on my knees. But there was one day like, so, you know, you're sliding or whatever, you're running. The, the, the fields aren't that soft. Like, so I'm just like ripped bloody everywhere. Right. Yeah. And the pants with the Giants at the time were these like rubber bands that were just squeezing on a bloody open wound and on both of them. And I was just like, this freaking sucks. Yeah. And like, I just, I need some relief. So I was just like, I'm just going to pull it up above my knee and then pull it down. And it was like, it felt so much better. And then all of a sudden the pants weren't tugging at my knee. I felt faster. And, and I was like, ah, no one's really going to notice, but this feels so much better. So it was just some relief. But then I, I was just like, I just, I always mess with my team. Like, cause I, I just, I just like to talk shit. Like, I'm just like, you know, I hit a homer I, and like, I don't ever like show up the opponent, but when I come into the dugout, like I, I lose my mind. I'm yeah. like, eat shit, like whatever, <laughs> you know? And, and so I always called myself super speed. Like I loved being on first. Everyone would complain. Oh man, I got to run you know, I got to score from first. It's, I loved it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm fucking super speed. I'm wide receiver speed. So like, that was just my, I was just messing with them. And I was like, super speed needs to be in wide receiver pants. And Love that was that. kind of the thing. So it just started with bloody knees and then it just felt more functional. Dude, it's so crazy what the, the mind does for an athlete. Like before you had to wear pads in your pants, no one was wearing, like I didn't wear pads in my like knee pads, thigh pads in my pants my first like four years until they mandated it because like, you're like, I don't feel it. You feel faster. And if you feel like you're faster, that's enough. You're yeah. faster. Mental. It's all mental. So you didn't. You do, so they mandate it. You have to. You have them? to now. Not and Why? they have to be over your knees. Why would they force you to do that? Because they think it's gonna like they think it'll help you. 
not tear an ACL. I don't know. No fun league, bro. Dang. That nah, but we love fun. the NFL. We love the NFL. <laughs> so it's not fun you. because, because just to me, like, for instance, like, I guess there's like, for me, it's like function is what mattered the most about it. Like, and, and also like feel like you said, if it gives me a mental edge, like whatever, like looking sweet sometimes makes you feel a little Got better. It. I would always like try to add some, like some random flair for the playoffs just to feel a little sweeter. Yeah. You know, um, what yeah. was your flair for this game? Uh, for which game? For the 18 inning uh, NLDS. Man, I don't even remember. Crazy. I, I I think I don't even remember. I know I think in 2012 I was like unbuttoning a couple extra buttons because I'm naturally a nice guy and I like when I take the field like I have to become a different person. Like yeah. you have yeah. to be a little mean. Like you have to have a little killer in you. Sure. And so it was like to like turn that on. I think that year I put like I did like the the little tight wristband around my bicep to just show off ultra yeah. bicep. Even you got to get we'll get big. you vascular when you yeah. when you cut the circulation. Yeah. A so I had that like up here uh, for that 18. Did you? Yeah. That 18 in game man that was interesting. That was like, we talk about this, like sometimes you think of baseball during sex to delay orgasm. This is the game we're talking about. 18 innings, pitcher duel. You know, that's a, I was yeah, thinking about the, it a couple you, times. I have yeah. a lot of thoughts on this game, but I want to hear y'all's questions. Well, about do you, <laughs> do you ever think of baseball to delay orgasm, by the way? Or is that just a, no, no, that I, I don't even understand what you're talking about. about. Baseball loves. as a delayed orgasm. Like, no, you've never heard about that. You think of baseball during sex to last longer. Oh, that's how you bore yourself. Yeah. Okay. You've never heard that? No. He probably really? gets fired up. He's like, man, he's all he can't think about it's like baseball. Viagra to this yeah. guy. <laughs> he's rock hard. No, it I think a Wade Boggs. I mean, That's it my... definitely wouldn't like turn me on. I'm not like, oh, baseball. Yeah, this is no? sexy. No, this. Uh... Do you do you do it or no? Eh. I have I have Wade Boggs in my head and Yankees pinstripes and I'm it's just like that weird lefty swing and I'm just like I'm I'm hard as a rock. I stay good. No, no. Never I, heard of that. I I've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I'm I've so never. I'm sort of the opposite though. Like I gotta like hyper focus to to actually get off. Like it's like a effort. Interesting, man. Yeah. I mean, you are a competitor. Yeah. <laughs> that this is, guy's got, like I said, I competitive focus. stamina. Lock in. <laughs> competitive. So, so stamina. eighteen inning game. I mean, this was like. I got a question though. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Let's lead into this. So you yeah. get traded to the Giants in twelve. Yeah, you were yeah. middle on of the season. Yeah. No, he was on the Astros? Yeah, I was on the Phillies. Phillies? Yeah. You Astro, drafted, drafted Astro. Astro. Drafted Astros, traded to the Phillies, yeah. 2011. Probably the best, most talented team I was ever on. It was like Roy Holiday, Cliff Jeez. Lee, both Cy Young candidates. Cole Hamels was our three, and Roy Oswalt was our four. That's insane that our, Cole Hamels was a three. Yeah, Cole Hamels was a three. <laughs> That's insane. Right? And, and this is in his prime. Madsen is our setup guy who's like an elite yeah. closer, World Series champion closer. Brad Lidge is our actual closer. Yeah. Like our team was like absolutely insane. It was like and you would Ryan Howard hit forty homers yeah. that year. Utley, yeah, uh, Utley. you know me and my prime. Like, yeah, dude, it was that team was insane. Did it hurt to get traded off this stack team? Uh, well, the next year, so we were like four games out. Uh, the next yeah. year, and I remember H Howard and Utley were out, so it was literally just. Me, J. Roll, Victorino, Ruiz was having a heck of a season. Yeah. But we were missing Utley and Howard. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily you were in Philadelphia, which is a very forgiving fan base. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were four games out. And so it was yeah. super weird. Like I did not expect to be traded. I, I was like, dude, we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna win this division. We were yeah. on like a streak. We're getting Utley, we're getting Howard back, and they trade Victorino, they trade me, and like I was like super shocked. How does that go down? Hey, yo, Hunter, you gotta talk to you, dude. Um Bring your playbook. Like, what is what is that? <laughs> what is it? What is getting? How do you get trade? How do they? they is it your agent? Did you find out from your agent first, so or the manager give it to this you? This is super weird. Like, so the night before, there was like a fake Twitter thing where they were like, just all the Giants fans were like, 
we got on our pants. We traded like, like as a fake thing the yeah. night before. And I was like, what? Like, so I thought I was trading and I was like, no, you're not trading. And this is like kind of pre Twitter. I'd say like, this is like the beginning of Twitter. Yeah, beginning of Twitter. So like, yeah. it was like a, it was like a troll. They were like trolling me. And then the next day, uh, you know, so that happened. We had an off day in Washington. The next day, I wake up and ESPN starts saying Hunter Pence traded to the Giants. This is how you find out. I say I see it ticking, and I'm like, it's super weird because I'm like, you know, I'm headed to the field with with Ty Wigginton and a couple of the teammates, and they're like, hey man, it says you're traded. Have you? Heard? I was like, I haven't heard anything, oh and God. so I'm like, what do I do? I was like, I guess I go to the field. So we're all in a cab headed to the field, and I get a call from Ruben Amaro Jr., the the GM at the time, and he's like, hey, look, like. I just want you to know, like, you know, we've traded you to the Giants, but like, we don't want this to be, you know, we want to talk to you whenever you become a free agent. Like, so he was actually super cool. And How I, many years do you have on your deal? I still had the next, so it was like, I was going to play this year and the next, next year, year arbitration. How do you feel about them saying that to you? We, we still want to work this out someday. It Is actually that, made me feel a little better, but really? I was definitely like, when I first got traded, like I was like having nightmares and like waking up thinking I was still with the Phillies. Cause I was like, I was so set and I'm a big, like, like, like psychology guy. Like I do a lot of mental work and I, and I'm a big, like, like cerebral, like thinker. Like I believe our thoughts are really powerful. So like, I remember that year I was reading this book, like Think and Grow Rich. And it was like talking about mm -hmm. your affirmations and emotions. And I would just be on the bus with the Phillies. Like I, even when we lost, I'd be like, I'm a world series champion right now, right now. I'd try to fill the bus with my thoughts, like everywhere, like seen as a Philly. And then when I got traded, I was like, what the, it, it was super crazy. Is that where, cause I heard you get, you, you were the guy that gave pregame speeches in SF and it came from. Yeah. Your... I th honestly, I believe that I summoned like a, like I believe that I built such thought momentum that I was just like guided to say the right thing at the right time if I was just bold enough to do it. Yeah. And so like it, it all just kind of unfolded this this weird path of like like knowing when to say something, everyone like getting everyone to chip in. And then at the end of the day, like unless you're about it, like you can say it and talk to your blue in this face, but like if you're not that dude that's like about it and like yeah. means it and like like you, they're not gonna like really care or listen. Goals without actions are just dreams, boys. Yeah, you have to act. Yeah. You have to be it. Like, gotta be it. And and I was literally like, just I had like thought it, thought it, put in the work, done the action. Like, just like I all I could would think about like all day, every day. Like while we were in these runs, is like I love this team. I love this game. We're gonna win today. I would just like repeat that over and over and over again in my mind. You know, the team. You always need a guy like that too, because I was quite the opposite. I was like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna lose. If we don't, <laughs> we're we're feeling complacent. This guy had a terrible practice. What the fuck are we doing? I can't sleep at night because we didn't get this play call in right at practice." Like, you, you know, so you, you need. You were you, seeing all the worms and not the apple. You got it. You know, but you need it's, both. You, you do. You need, need both because you, you need be... you, you need an asshole. Yeah. To let motherfuckers know. Yeah. Like. This ain't acceptable. And, you know, but you also need guys like Hunter where, hey, you need the optimism, you need this, you know, the mindset. So I think it's a good contrast. We always had those kind of things. Like I was always the bad cop when Tom was be the good cop because Tom couldn't be the bad cop because if Tom was the bad cop with some guys, they'd shit their pants. You know what I mean? He's, they, the guys were watching him when they were two years old. Yeah. They come into the locker room. Tom says, hey, dude, you got to get to your depth on this route. The guy's like, oh shit, he's never gonna throw me the ball this. And but if yeah. I go up to him and say, hey motherfucker, get get your route, then he doesn't know it's coming from Tom, and we can all play ball. Pisses him off. Then he goes and plays his best ball. 
Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I, I actually do think that you have to have confrontation. Yes. Like, if you actually care, like, say, like, what's your intention behind your action, right? Like, if you're like, hey, motherfucker, you got to get to this ball, it's to make the team better. Like, it's to make him better. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, hey, man, I don't like you. It's like, no, like, like let's fucking tighten this up. But if, I, if I'm afraid to address that or con confront, because there's a lot of egos, it's, 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 it's professional yeah. sports. Yeah. There's people that don't want to think that they ever mess up, but someone has to let them know you have to have, like, you have to have some asshole in the fucking clubhouse always that, but you, that how do you walk that line between being the asshole and being like this like enthusiastic motivator yeah i was not that great at being the asshole but i yeah. did learn how to approach things properly right like or, or or work on it or get the like have the right good cop bad cop like buster didn't mind being the asshole yeah you know like he didn't mind letting, i mean his you know, name like, is literally buster you got to be the asshole <laughs> like well i mean but it, you know when it's coming from buster like yeah. He, he he was crazy, man. He sees so everyone what everyone does. He knows what everyone's doing. Is able to manage his wife, his kids. Like it's just insane what he's able to accomplish. Uh, but he would like know what every bullpen pitcher was doing, what every position player like. He would get mad at Belt for never trying a new bat. He'd be like, "Dude, try a new bat. Like yeah. you're, you've sold the same bat for eight years. Like you know, just like yeah. little weird yeah. things. Like he knows what bat you're swinging. He knows how you're stretching, when you're stretching, what time you went to the training room, and he didn't even get there in time. It's like, yeah, that's it's leadership, but. Yeah, at some the, form. There's at the, forms of different leadership. At the end of the day, no, I I, I think you're right. It takes a balance, and yeah. it, and you can't just have all all good, all good. Like like, and if I even went into the message of my whole speech, that's a whole other story. Like the one in, in 2012, the one that I think actually had an impact. Yeah, like so, wait, wait, which one was that? The one in 2012 in Cincinnati. But do you remember anything from that? I remember. I, I remember the message, like the the main message of it, and, and basically, it, basically Scientology it from is the good. Demon, yeah okay, no. <laughs> it stemmed from the demon of losing in 2011 and feeling that pain and being yeah. on like the best team ever yeah and like everyone on that that year was like in 2008 this and 2008 that because that's when the phillies won the world series and yeah. then like you know i'm here on the the giants and they're like in 2010 this and 2010 that and this is what the red sox did and like when they came back and i was like i don't give a fuck what they did yeah it's you a know team like it doesn't matter what you know what happened in 2010, 2008. It doesn't matter what the Red Sox did. All that matters is what we in this room decide because it's right fucking now. And I was like, I made my fucking decision. I don't care if we have to win a hundred games in a row. I'm going out there and I'm giving everything I have because I want to play another day. I fucking love this game. I'm not ready to go home. Yeah, I want to run through the fucking wall. <laughs> Me too. Like Fuck it yeah, wasn't. And, and so like I guess <sighs> I, I guess like I, w when I look back on it, like what what does that do? It frees you from trying to force it because I remember in 2011, everyone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the guy. I'm gonna make it happen." But you can't force things. You can't try to force no. yourself to be the guy. You get in rhythm when everyone's like, "I'm just gonna give what I got, and that's enough." And I'm gonna if it, if a walk happens here, that's enough. If it's just like going and diving for a fly ball down the line, like that's my moment. Like just be in your moment and take care of your business. And we're gonna do this together because like we want to be here we're not because uh, you're, you're trying to like be the hero versus just be yourself and like it's like fuck it i don't care what anyone's happened like i've made my decision yeah it's such a good reminder like you're here because you love this too you don't get to the level you get to without the work and the discipline and the love for the game so if you think like shit i would do this for 50 grand a year and i'm getting paid way more than that let's fucking go out and have fun yeah you know yeah yeah it was like remember how fun it is to be here and like yeah how do we get our best selves out there and you got to free yourself from the fear of like what could we lose versus like this is what we have now what's what, what's brian wilson doing when you're giving these speeches Dude, brian wilson was amazing uh and he was hurt this year but he like he brought a lot so like honestly a lot of the speech came from a conversation with javi lopez who's won four world series 
sidearm lefty, yeah. one of the greatest communicators. He was kind of a good bad cop. He was a guy that's like, ah, oh, we're not fucking doing this. We're not. And he was the one that said, if we don't say something, we're fucking dead. Cause we were down 0-2 to the Reds. We had to play three games there. They hadn't lost two in a row since like April. Yeah. This is October. Uh, and and he's like, and he was like, it was the same feeling that we had with the Phillies in game five where everyone was just kind of like, ha ha ha, like kind of quiet. Yeah. And and it was him and Scudero and Wilson. And I was like, well, I'll fucking say anything. Let's go. Like, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? So I kind of collected like some of their thoughts. And Wilson was like, he like got on board. He's like, you're fucking right. Like every breath I take is a win. Every hemoglobin, every, he's like, he's like all of the fucking, all of my chromosomes, every cell of my body is coming to help you win. Like he was just like, fuck. I feel like a lot of you guys got your energy from uh, Charlie Sheen tiger blood. I, I feel I feel like I feel like Brian Wilson, he was like straight comedy, but he was, yeah, definitely Charlie Sheen, Tiger Blood, even though I, I don't know if that was out yet. And, oh, and maybe and not, a mixture yeah. of like Will Ferrell. It yeah. probably was out. I, I used to watch Brian Wilson's YouTube videos with the machine. Oh yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. You, you guys, and you guys I'm pretty watching? sure that was Burl. Was it? <laughs> yeah. He would because he actually he would just do that at parties. He would just put on a thong and a head and he would just smoke a cigarette in the corner. <laughs> I <laughs> By the way, that's the scariest just dude like on the planet. Girls home from the bar, and yeah. then and then just yeah, and, and times were crazy before cell phone pictures and cameras, right? <laughs> Pat oh Burrell just God. like was. I think mean, he has some. I've heard some stories. Pat Burrell stories. Trust me, because I I grew up in the area, and there's some girls that I know that were from that that used to hang out with a lot of the Giants games, and exactly what you said. I heard a uh, well, we won't get. I think it. he did it for a reaction though. Like I, I, I've never seen this. I just had a lot of friends that were friends with Burrell and would just tell these stories. So it's like I can't say that any of this is true. It's just what I've heard about Burl from some of his friends that like love him. And they just say that he's just, just a wild character and just loves to get reactions out of people. So you guys were a fucking pretty, that like, that's a fun team. It was a real fun team. And, and that probably helped about you. Romo or Lincecum. Lin so wait. <laughs> yeah. It was in Pablo in his heyday. These guys were crazy, man. Yeah, oh, it's a bunch. It. Of, it looks like a movie, where, like because you're like, Lin just the look of like Lincecum and Pablo, like they all look like a movie character. You know, in like major league, they were rock stars, man, yeah. and they, they were. They were. I, I would go out in the marina when I'd come home to go visit my friends, and I was playing on the Pats, and you'd see a fucking just flob of people around like a bar. I'm like, what's going on over there? They're like, oh, the Giants are over there. <laughs> well, Lincecum looked like, like he was a big 16. time team there. I was like, nah. Yeah, Tim yeah. barely ever go. Like he yeah. was like he's kind of. I think hermit. he hit me up. I well, someone hit me up yeah. with his name on Twitter. And it was verified, but I don't think it was him because he kept on like hit. It was weird. Felt like a weird interaction. He asked you for dick pics and you were like, I don't think this is Tim Lincecum. So, that, that's not Tim Lincecum. No, yeah. but he, he, is he a football fan? Mm, I don't, because then if he's not, then he's definitely, it's definitely not Tim Lincecum. He's not a hardcore football fan, I don't think. I mean, I think he maybe watches it. Like he's yeah. kind of like a Seattle guy. He's different than you would think, but like. In what way? He like, I mean. Timmy was, Timmy wanted to be by himself. He's kind of social anxious, but like he's one of the biggest givers. Yeah. Like he's like the softest, sweetest guy. He was like the craziest athlete. Like he could, he bought every, like when I say biggest givers, he bought, you remember those little things that you could scoot around like the, the hoverboards or whatever? Yeah. yeah. He bought the Definitely. whole team. He bought like 55 of them and just gave them because he loved them so much. He'd be like running around on one foot, like dancing. <laughs> like he could just do like all sorts of crazy gymnast stuff. Um, but like, he was like the nicest, he, friendliest, like didn't want to like bother anyone, wanted to just hang out in his room, play video games and smoke weed. Like, and that's like all he wanted to do. But when he got into competition, he like 
fucking could not lose. Like he was just like, yeah. he wouldn't even play video games against anyone. Cause he's like, I'm, I, I, I can't lose. Like if I lose, it's, it's bad. And so he just like, wouldn't ever play any against anyone, but the computer. So it was like this super nice, the nicest guy you ever met. Like he's like literally on top of the world, but afraid of, of the world. But then when he takes the mound, he's like, he's five foot, nothing, 140 pounds, but yeah. he th he's like this ultimate killer. He just becomes a killer. Yeah. Like you're fucking staying there. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to strike you out. Like I'm going to whoop your ass. And just I, that competitive spirit, that killer came out in this little sweet soul. Yeah. Dude. It, it, and it, I didn't know he was a gymnast, but that explains everything why a five foot nothing guy. He's not actually a gymnast, but he could just do acrobatics. Well, yeah, but like that, just before. that leverage strength yeah. and that athleticism, like functional athleticism is huge to get, you know, make that kind of power being that small. Let's get to 2014. Okay. You guys are on a nine game winning streak. You get, you're in and you're playing it, getting ready for this game in the NLDS. Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals. Now, what are you, what's your mindset going into this? Like, are you guys thinking you guys are, you're going to the ship or are you guys pissed off from the year before when you didn't get there because you, they went to it and you guys went to it in 12? How, what was your approach going into this series? In, in 2014? Yeah. Um, so let, let's rewind 2014. So basically, 2012, we won the division. Like, we took off with it, right? Yeah. That's, that's a different animal. Barely here. 2014, we, we have Bumgarner, I think, Bumgarner versus Kershaw or something in LA. Um, they're looking to win the division and crazy clutch game. Like, like we didn't score anything for bum. He gave up like one, maybe two runs, maybe even hit a solo homer and lost like two to one. And like LA's going nuts on us. Like they're like flicking us off on our bus. Like we can't barely get out of there. And so we lose, we lose the division in LA with our guy on the mound. And we're just like, everyone's down. And, and I, and I knew we were going to eventually like, we we're going to eventually get to the wild card game, right? So I'm talking with Vogue. He's like, man, we just fucking don't have what we had. It's similar to you. Like, he's like, we don't have what we had in 2012. I was like, no. Like, when we had, when we came into spring training, we were like one fucking step closer to the World Series. Like, like all that matters, like our only goal is to be a World Series champion. And guess what? When we make the wild card, we're still on the path. And now we get to celebrate more. There's another game. Like, it does not matter who won the division. It matters what we do in the playoffs. It was kind of like my mindset. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but we just, we aren't, we aren't that team. And I was like, we have to make sure that when we win this wild card, even though we just took this gut punch that we realize that it's how it doesn't matter how you get a to B we're going to B, and we have to fucking celebrate this and realize that being in the playoffs is not guaranteed. And it's a fucking accomplishment. So I like, and that's when the whole hundred mother, hundred motherfucking pence. Cause like they brought in live cameras while I'm saying this to the team and I'm dropping like all my F bombs. Cause yeah. I just get in the F bomb zone. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, and, and and basically I'm like, when when we finally sealed our deal, we were going to Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, this isn't the Nationals, but we're going to Pittsburgh. And I'm like, hey, they're pitching their ace. They pitch Cole to try because they could have won the division on the last day. And I'm looking for any mental edge. I'm like, look, they're gonna be pissed that they have to play the wild card game. They've lost a couple of them. They're gonna we're having to play on the road no matter what. But they're so we're gonna face Volquez, not Cole. They the Cardinals end up winning, the Pirates win. So they end up falling to the wild card. I'm like, they're gonna be pissed about this. We gotta go in there like, hell fucking yeah. Like we got bum ready, we got our ace ready, and like we're gonna fucking burn this city to the ground. Like, like, so we were all prepped and ready for that game. It'd be great I, if you actually just burn the city to the ground. I mean, it's it's a it's a metaphor for <laughs> no, like, I know. Like, I, like literally I understand sports. Putting your too. heart on oh, I've the burned field. a couple cities down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you played with that same energy. So yeah. and I remember Jake Peavy, like he was like afraid of all the fucking 
the you know the yeah. turbulence you get a lot of turbulence in the summer and sure the fucking plane's doing all this and we're fly- landed into pittsburgh and pv gets up and he screams the only fucking thing I'm worried about is if this plane lands Pittsburgh as fuck. <laughs> God damn it, get this plane on the ground. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And we were all like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. You just got to look at the flight attendant as long as they're not freaking out. You're, I mean, that's my that's my trick. Oh, that's what but you, if you that, see, that's where but, you get your faith is through the flight attendants. Absolutely. Meet. If you see if you see them doing like one of these, I'm like, fuck this shit. We're going down. But as long as they're as long as they're looking cool, I'm good. Dude, we had a teammate once and I it, a story just broke about it. We we signed this kid. He was like a guard. Yeah. In the middle of the season, we were banged up and they bring a group of the guys in, like the leaders to talk like, "All right, guys, this guy's got like a like an insane case of ADD. We got to be on him cuz we need him this game. He needs to perform." <laughs> like it was a division round. And like, just to be sure, guys, like this guy's, he's a little weird, you know? So he goes out and we have him, he practices. He's all right. I'm like, all right, we'll see what's up. We get in the plane and like, he takes like crazy medication for this ADD stuff or whatever. And we get up and he's, he go, he has like a reaction or something. And like, he's trying to get out of the plane. First week on the team, trying to get out of the plane, our trainers Go and get Will Fork, and or or I think it was Will Fork or someone like, yo, we need you to get hold this guy down. They had to like put this guy in a straitjacket. We had to dr- we flew back, dropped him off. It was fucking like while out. you're in the air. You're while we're in the to- air, and then one of our other teammates, Patrick Chung, he doesn't even fucking like flying. He flew back when once we flew there, he wouldn't fly back with the with our team plane. He flew back commercial because he thought there was like a, a hex or something on the plane. <laughs> and so we got, I mean, it was a fucking, it was a shit storm. He's doing this shit on like on the, Adderall. He's still taking I don't know what it was. He was on some medication, but the motherfucker, like they were holding him down, belting him in and shit. was like turning red. And he's like a 310 pound on a flight? guy on oh, the flight. That's crazy. He was trying to get out of the plane. We had to like tranquilize this motherfucker. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I don't know. We I used to off. take uh, I used to take Adderall before fights with my ex because I know she would kill me if I didn't take it. But <laughs> but if I popped an Adderall, I'm like I could fucking I could be like Bradley Cooper in Limitless and I could hold my own. You find angles. Do you know what I mean? I I, I know. I, well, is that what Adderall is? It's the limit. You focus. Pill? You focus like a motherfucker. We can't it's take. Good. We couldn't take Adderall. The NFL can't. They can't you have, you you have, have to go through a, like a TUE and you're not allowed to take Adderall. You have to. No, nah, it's it's really tough. Like it's guys take it, but it's tough to get the prescription. You got to go through the NFL doctors. But so, you said you had ADD. Yeah, but it, I had too much ADD to even go through the fucking procedures to even do that shit. Like I was like, <laughs> I can't even make it through the procedure. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot of baseball players that get the TUE or whatever. Yeah. I never had one. I yeah. just I, I looked like it because I drank so much coffee, but mm-hmm. I was twitchy. How much? How many coffees a day? A lot, man. Like like six. Like. Easy, yeah, easily. Wow, easily. just coffee or we? No like, other, I'll, like, I'll do a pot drinks? before I go to the coffee shop. Damn, you know, like home. a soda, like a, no, a, a pot of oh, coffee pot at of home. Co- like I'm, I'll, I'll do like a ten cup pot of coffee, like ten. You <laughs> the know, whole thing. Jesus. I'll drink the whole thing Mr. and then coffee? go to the coffee shop, get two espressos. Like I don't, I'm like numb to that. I feel. Do you? Do you? How, but doesn't that make you have You're, to piss during the game? Um, I mean, yeah, I piss in between every inning because I'm also hydrating at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a there's a bathroom in the dugout, you know. Yeah. I that did. makes sense. I didn't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you don't think, I guess other sports, you don't have that, like football, you don't have that, you have to like le- leave the field, Oh, right? damn, you can't go to the bathroom the whole game. I huh? piss on, I piss, I used to piss on the sideline. 
<laughs> really? We actually had a teammate shit on the sideline. <laughs> what? I mean, we got to do yeah. what you got to do to play, right? Dude. <laughs> yes, you do. It, it was like you get these two little like intern trainers that like come out and put towels around you. You see a fucking New York Jets fan like motherfucking you laughing like I'm taking a piss. <laughs> You're like pissing and shit. Yeah. Your Damn. ass is hanging out because your pants are so hard to put on and shit. You barely can get your your dong out because like it's too tight and you're like oh shit that's that, amazing that does suck it that sucks. does not sound like fun it sucks how much do you hear fans while you're playing i don't hear them as much in the game like it, it, in the on the sideline when we're like in between drives here and there it depends on the game you know like if we're playing like a scrub team you'll you'll hear things because you're already blowing them out you know what i mean but like when you're in the in the moment you, when you're on the sideline, it's like it's procedural. You have to go through the assign. I go through my plays of the previous drive. I want to sit and talk with Brady and what he's thinking for the next drive. Then you go meet over with the quarter or the quarterback coach McDaniel's and and the receiver coach. It's like it's all like, what are we doing? How do we get better next drive? Can't think about that shit. You know what's what's some of the like coolest stuff that's ever been like accomplished on in that part or like like for instance like. Cause like I love like watching sports for inspiration and just seeing you know you're inspired by the moment and I, and I remember uh, this is a weird one but I'm a Tyron Matthew fan yeah. and like when Kansas City was losing in their Super Bowl win they were like down I think 21 or something like quite a bit and Matt and there was something that happened and Matthew just like lost his mind and I was like oh damn this is fucking awesome yeah and they they obviously like from that moment on the defense just locked it down and they came back and won I got who who did they beat. Matt Niners, Niners. Oh, yeah but yeah. but like I, I do you think that that had a, as big an impact as I thought it did did you see that game did you watch which, that which Super game Bowl? was it the Super Bowl with the Niners and the and the Chiefs Niners Chiefs Mathis Matthew Tyron Matthew, Matthew. Tyrone yeah uh, I think that's just players making plays in big time situations yeah. that's subconsciously in his head from his preparation that's what I believe yeah you know everything that he studied in the game Something went wrong, and he was just like, "Hey, yes. clean it the or or he, then the in, like the information he studied all week. The more you study and the better you practice, then it's subconsciously in your head. I feel yeah. So then maybe it just clicked in after something that they talked about, or they got a tendency breaker on something, or he knows the the snap count when the guard does something like this. Like there's little shit like that that he probably could have got a hold of that gave him. Yeah, because it like it, it switched right after that. So, but, but has there ever been like something? Yeah. Like, so there's been. I would like to hear some of those stories. Yeah, the the Super Bowl in fourteen, crazy same year, uh, against Seattle, we put in this play on the game when it like on the t the last touchdown I scored. It was the X return. All week we were preparing for. Uh, like a, a different coverage in the red area, cover seven, cover four. It's like a zone type of thing. And they were playing a lot more man, post-safety man, where they do one cheat. They'd have the safety go over to Gronk. They'd leave me backside one-on-one. -on -one. And so we put in on the sideline, yo, we're, let's do X return. We'll do a spin on the front side, and you'll be the first read. And we ended up scoring on it. So, you know, th that's the kind of shit that happens. That's the collaborative effort of what people see each and every drive. Like... That's what happens on the sideline. So you prepared for one thing, and then you you kept it fluid and dynamic to the moment. 
to the moment. Which is like something that a lot of times in baseball, they miss out on on being dynamic. They'll give you like a, a game plan as a pitcher. And it's like this batter, you know, is cold here, come here. But then like a, a hitter could be like, like for instance, I don't know if y'all watched the game last night where Giancarlo just hit that that cutter away. Yeah. Like 100% he was sitting cutter the whole at bat. Yeah. And like if, if Hedges could have maybe seen that, like – you know, just like his his takes kind of showed it, and he he painted he, he threw. I mean, Francona said he left it up, but it was painted away. It was yeah. it was like middle of the plate, you know, not down. But yeah, there's no way you're hitting that unless you're completely looking for, it. and that's what gets lost if you're not staying dynamic. Anyway. Yeah, so it's cool that it's similar in football. Let's uh, let's get to the game though. I mean, this is an 18 inning game. Zimmerman is is we haven't gotten through our first. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, our, that's what this podcast really is. It's it's honestly. We like the conversation with the people about, you know, their career and what they do and leading to the game. I think it all matters. Yeah, you we know want I mean? to cover everything. But, yeah, I mean, this was, this. this was 18 innings. Zimmerman is dealing on mm -hmm. you guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is in the zone. We found out he's not Jewish. I know. Uh, which we were bummed about. Julie and I were talking about it. <laughs> Although, let's just, let's just say if Kanye hears the name, he's not going to be happy. So, is he one of us? We don't know. We don't know. But, we don't know Kanye. <laughs> but uh he's he's dealing on you guys i mean is this is this tough as a batter is this in your head at all at a certain point uh i think every at bat is like compounding on it on it you know on top of the other so you're just like you're just getting ready for each at bat and he just keeps getting you out so like you know but our pitching was keeping it close so Tim you know, you're just like yeah. keep moving keep moving Huddy. stay in the moment stay in the moment yeah Huddy Huddy a vet he's like what 38 here yeah Huddy was you know smoking mirrors throwing smoke bombs up there and yeah that was his joke that he would always talk about smoking mirrors <laughs> throwing smoke mirrors, bombs baby God, <laughs> keep throwing because it was like turbo sinker it wasn't really fast but it's just freaking smoke bomb yeah dude. yeah and he was so good at it amazing amazing leader Tim Hudson. Amazing career. Yeah. Oh, really? I remember was, when he was on Oakland and it was like Zito, Mulder, and I love the way he did his hat. Yeah. Yeah. He always had a cool hat. Like it was like a little boxier. He had a good, a little. You know, yeah, it, if I can, if I can give a cool story on Huddy and once again, we're not on, on par oh, with this, with this. So when we first get him it was in 2014 and I remember we were like five innings in the game and someone gets like a blooper or he walks a guy like someone gets a blooper or whatever. And then, and then like, we maybe like something happens, like just the weakest run ever scored. And it, we're losing one to nothing in the fifth. And he comes in and like, this is like one of his first games and he just freaking fires his glove into the thing. And I'm like, Oh God, like he's pissed that cause like we, it was like kind of bad defense or something. It's like, Oh, he's pissed at us. He goes, fuck guys, my bad, pick me up. And I was like, what? He's saying his bad Like That was not his bad. And it just like, it got us all fired up. Like, cause we had never seen anything like that before. And it like changed all of our pitching staff when they saw that, that like that he, that he took the L instead of blaming you guys. Yeah. He was yeah. like, my bad boys, pick me up. And like, yeah. And it was like totally not his fault. You know, it was but that's I'm a awesome. big Hudson guy even more now. He points, he doesn't point fingers. He points thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> my kind of guy. He's a thumb guy. He also is a dude that, didn't get a ton of run support a lot of his career. No. And yeah. he always had a good ERA. Dude, dude, he lit up a room like he was just a funny, like would just tell the funniest stories, was always laughing. Like you want to talk about like the John Wayne of baseball is just like <laughs> fucking cool as shit, man. Hell yeah. You always have that. You always have a guy that's just cool. Yeah. Regardless. He's just cool. Yeah. You that was him. They, like everything he did was just fucking cool and awesome. So you guys are in, you know, kind of a pitcher's duel. How, yeah. do, how do you... How do you how do you keep that stamp? Like, does it bum you out? Does it frustrate you? Or like you said, you compound it. 
Are you just waiting for the, so, the dam to break? So let me give you the cool story of this whole game. So, you know, me and PB were always looking for things to just like latch onto and to just go like just go bananas in the dugout because like you, we believe in like energy because it can get stale. And Zimmerman's just freaking dominating us. And like all of a sudden, I don't remember exactly when, but they pulled him out in the ninth inning. Yeah. And it that's was back like, when pitchers would go nine innings. It was like just a walk or something to Joe Panic. And like it was like kind of a borderline even Joe Panic. Joe Panic got a walk. He gave him the panic button. Yeah, the guy gave him the panic button. And all of a sudden, and so they have their, their closer was like a one something ERA. Like uh, I don't even I should remember his name, but I don't remember exactly. But I remember that like the last two months he like hadn't given up a run. He was like lights out. But we still like when they took him out, we're like he's not going to finish the game. He doesn't want the win. They're scared, baby. <laughs> we just start screaming this like this is our game now. He's coming out. Was this before his his dinger or after? Before you said, but before who's doing this? Isn't this is ninth. the ninth? This doesn't, is the ninth. We're down a run, like it's like one nothing, yeah. But doesn't yeah. Panda hits a double? I he's think. a double. double, yeah, yeah. He brings a guy, it's in. a double or something. So, but they they it was just, it was just a walk to panic, right? And then I think I think uh Buster hits a single once they bring in stop. Uh, I forget what this guy's name was, but uh, Buster hits a single, panic gets like first and second. And and th- we had like gone you know crazy, and then Buster hit or Pablo hits the double, and Buster yeah. gets thrown out at home. So the inning ends, but we tied the game. Yeah. And then that's when I think Usmiro Petit, who by the way, this was like the unsung hero of this whole playoffs in 2014 that nobody talks about. He threw six innings, didn't give up a run. Wow. Yeah. Extra innings, like yeah. like uh, I mean Usmiro Petit that season. He he broke the record for the most perfect innings thrown of all time. Yeah, and you know what it ended on? They gave him a start. This is during the season. Nobody really knows this. I still have nightmares about it. They give Yusmaro Petit a start, and he goes eight and two thirds. They pinch hit Eric Chavez, who every single hit he had gotten was the other way against us the whole season. And so ni- ninth inning, two outs, perfect game on the line. This dude's already broken the record. Uh, he did it all from being a bullpen guy, like just mop up innings, and then just like he ends up having a great career. Still, no one talks about him because he has he does he has no sauce, no like no flair. He just like calmly whoops your ass. Yeah, he throws eighty nine miles an hour and just dots everything, little movement, just like and he's just like this dude that play has a dip in, plays cards. He's like just the ultimate teammate, always happy. And so, sure enough, I I scoot over like two steps to the right. Perfect game right here. Like we've only seen Matt Kane in San Francisco. And Chavez leans out on a curveball and flicks a top spinner in front of me. And I felt like, a, you know, those dreams where you can't run. Yeah. It like literally felt like time slowed down and I just couldn't run. And I like dive and it's like three feet, probably the two steps that I took the other way away from me. Oh. And that was the end of his perfect game and his perfect run. And I'm still upset about it. And he's one of the greatest. One, another he, probably one of the, did, he probably he probably didn't. He, he's probably the kind of guy who's like. It's he a, definitely didn't blame yeah, me at yeah. all. But I still to this day. And like, dude, he's just like, he's an unbelievable human. Just, you know, when yeah. you, 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 that's the cool. You don't want to let your sports. pitcher down. Yeah. Then he goes in extra innings and gets he six. Goes, he goes six against the the Nationals, who were like the best team in the league. They were like yeah. one seed. And yeah. just shut them yeah. down for forever. Like we just kept not scoring. And he kept shutting them down, like well, quietly. You, you had a double in the twelfth, I think it was. Yeah, a leadoff double. Is lead that off double got yeah. stranded? That must have been tough because you're like, this has been going on for so fucking long. I mean, that was like once again, that was a whole team of um, pointers. Like no one's ever like, ah, you didn't get me in. Like everyone was just like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Next up, next up. That was just it. When did you? 
when did you know you guys were getting there? Like, when did you know? Did you know that you guys were going to come up with this win or Um, did you, or is it just kind of like, 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 I mean, you're just so exhausted. This is where I, you know, the whole new runner at second rule and the regular season I think is good because we play 162 and like it gets so hard to hit because the relievers are coming in fresh, fresh. and you're just like exhausted. And I yeah. just kept running up trying to eat bananas and like protein bars, whatever, but just Co- like, is there coffee brewing in the dugout? Yeah, there's there's coffee, there's water, there's whatever, but like it, it, there's nothing really bringing you back from this. You're like dead. Like when Belt hit that homer, I was just so relieved because yeah, I just had nothing in the tank. Um, yeah, and by the way, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. After we beat the Pirates, I remember Huddy said this. And, and at the time, I was like, oh, no, like you fed them. But like, I think it actually got it helped us a lot because it kind of pissed off the Nationals. And then they were I felt like they were like trying a little bit harder. But like whenever they asked Huddy like, this question, they were like, you know, you're going up against the number one seed. They won 100 and whatever games. And like, how does it feel going up against them? He's like, yeah, they're probably the more talented team, but the playoffs is what's in between your legs. And we was wow. like, oh shit, I was drinking my bed. <laughs> like, That's a like, great line. And like, and, and like, he's like, I had to, I had to show up when I pitched after I said that. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't to. let you guys down. You can't be and the they guy. they were just like swinging so hard trying to hit homers. Like it just like, it kind of like weirdly worked out for us. Yeah. That's some, that's some Jedi mind trick shit yeah he, he felt bad about it we're like it's all right honey like why'd you do that but it's all right man Bull- so you guys <laughs> get, a- you get mad when you give bulletin board material like you don't he, ever want to give bulletin yeah. board. and he didn't yeah. mean like if you know huddy he was probably just like you know he had, he had, a few had one him. he was drinking he was yeah. pumped and he was just like you know because he was kind of the guys that just had you know just like had the guts had the balls and like <laughs> fucking called them out well you guys officially have bigger dicks than the nationals no nah, i wouldn't say that they ended up winning themselves true. one in no. 2019 we i know but this series year. you had bigger dicks we got we got it done it, yeah. whatever it was it was our you know sometimes it's your time yeah that's pretty cool he said that you didn't even know that that's a, huh? no that's fucking awesome he's I, probably gonna be mad that i brought it up <laughs> i'm sorry hoodie nah dude get it get it dude. that's only gonna make you cool a veteran doing that is pretty badass too i think that's that's pretty cool so anyway yeah the, the, basically belt hits the homer we get that w and then uh the other belt has got thing, a belt that's Belt's what that got means a belt. i remember when they brought him up yeah wasn't he he was a farm he was farmed to the giants right belt yeah yeah i remember where was that. he from he's a texas guy yeah it's a university of texas they had a lot of hype yeah. he was like they hyped him up when they brought him up because i used to like i used to read here and there about you guys because we when you're on the east coast you don't get it's fucking 12 o'clock when you guys come on you know what yeah, i mean it's so night. it's so tough and you guys go until one we got practice at seven it's pretty cool you followed us though because you know we always we always followed Obviously, we all as Patriots yeah. runs were were legendary. Our our strength trainer is the biggest Patriots fan of all time. Is he? And and so like I love to like talk shit to him. That's like my ultimate thing. And like because like Giant all he would shit. do is like Brady, Brady, Brady's the greatest. He'd have these huge Patriots flags and and honestly, I, I I at one point like I used to like not root. I was like always rooting against y'all. Yeah. And at one point, I was finally like, you know what? This is freaking badass what he's doing. And he get, he gave me like the TB12 like pliability. He's like, Hunter, are you working on your pliability, man? You got he would Tom would, would hate the amount of c- coffee that you digest. yeah. Does yeah. he never touch coffee? He doesn't like caffeine. It, it it's bad for the muscle pliability. Oh, oh it God. is it's very is. bad for the pliability. Oh, okay, babe. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he doesn't need tomatoes though. Well, that's, right. it's got an inflammation factor for his blood type that cannot make his muscles pliable. 
So I'm every, not even everything talking. Everything is, is I, I, there was like a, what was it? A, there was like a thing that he did that I watched where he was like getting onto you for lifting weights. He's like, why are you scared? Why are you lifting weights? And you were like, you don't have to take hits, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, like we'd always get in. So I would do a lot of the TB12 stuff because it's, it's really good stuff if you, you follow it and with the soft tissue work, the diet work, but I would incorporate it. I wouldn't go balls deep. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing this and this only because I had a different opinion on, you know, that specific issue. You know, I needed to have muscle mass on me because I'm an explosive athlete. I'm not taking seven, eight step drops and then delivering a football very hard. Can't do it. Yeah. And they get murdered in the pocket. I understand. But when you're exploding in and out of cuts, like you got to work those kind of things. And, you know, nothing like a squat. Squat is what ultimately works you the best and he would get so mad at me because it does leave you vulnerable to getting hurt in the weight room but you know you gotta you gotta do business as business is being done need that squat yeah dude that's why i got a sweet butt <laughs> uh, do you, so are you a no caffeine guy as well then no i drink caffeine no we you're, drink you're a lot of coffee I, I, I drink coffee. Co oh dude we gotta right. be on i like caffeine gotta be on we, we have a good guest like you here i we gotta get uh to the bottom of this too by the way when you get traded from the phillies they did a bobblehead night yeah. for Hunter Pence. Did yeah. they at least send you a bobblehead? Yeah, I got, I got. They a couple still did it. it. It's like all the weirdest things happen to me. I, I don't know Can, why. Do and this is where extras? like the whole Hunter Pence signs probably. But it's like I had a bobblehead day for a team I wasn't playing for. I won like the I won like the. Um, what is it? The Roberto Clemente Award for the Giants after they released me. So I wasn't even <laughs> on the team and got like the good guy award. Uh, it was cool. That's an a interesting cool conversation. Yeah, interesting conversation with Farhan. He congratulated yeah. me. Super cool. What would you name this game? Which eight, game? the eighteen inning? What would I name that? He has games with names. We need it. We need uh, a name for the. Y'all give games names. Oh yeah. I mean, man. Like I'm trying to think of some some pun. What was you, you said? You said you and uh, you you and was it uh, Pablo Sandoval had had something an energy that you connected to? You said it like a couple seconds ago or a minute ago. Oh, me and Peavy, where Peavy? we would try to like we would try to get like yeah we would try to use anything to mentally get edge and like and like rile everybody up. So the uh, mental edge game. Uh, no, no, because like, cause belt, like I remember he hit that homer and it's like the bat was too hot. Like he just like, uh, I don't know. I would just call it the belt dumper. Cause he had this big, big booty and he, and like the only way you can hit a homer in the 18th inning that far is if you have a big dumper. That's true. That's where you're keeping the, the backside into it. Baby. The belt dumper. <laughs> Damn. Belt dumped on the him. belt dumper is a great name. You win this game, 18 innings. Is it from there on you guys are like, this is a team of destiny. We're going, we're going to do it. Well, so now like, obviously we threw Bumgarner in the, in the playing yeah. game. So we're getting, we, we won two in Washington. We're coming back to San Lose, Francisco. Yeah. Bum's pitching game three. We're all pumped. There's like a, a weird like bunt play or something. And Buster calls to go to third. Bum throws it into, you know, left field and they score a couple runs. We end up losing with Bum pitching. He always struggled. Didn't he always struggle Bump. throwing it to first or something? Was uh, that no, him? Not really, but I, I, I like, he, he was like the most he was like the most electric pitcher that was like deadly accurate, could hit dingers. And then like I remember was it him or was it someone else that he, they struggled throwing the ball to first? I well, think that was Affelt. Affelt, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just like uh, you know That's so crazy. Affelt could would like run it over to first because he just could not do that. No, Bum was actually pretty good, but it was like he needed to like make a like crazy play. It was like turn, spin, fire. And he just and it's funny because the reason I bring this play up and I remember it because once again, this is where like 
I really enjoyed this team and, and the camaraderie that we had. He's like, you know, Buster told you to throw it to third, you know, like, well, how do you feel about that call? He's like, well, he didn't throw, tell me to throw it into left field, you know, like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you know, like it was fucking, it's, once again, he, he pointed it at himself. He's like, you know, I threw it into left field. I could have made the play and, and I didn't. And, and, but like he stayed calm. We didn't panic. And obviously, he was a great teammate, Bum Gardner. He was a pretty good teammate. Hell yeah. He, was he a came a big bumpkin, wasn't he? He was, he was North great. Carolina or something? Wasn't he yeah. country? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Country. He's from, from North Carolina. Yeah. I think it's North Carolina. I might be messing this up. I'm not sure if it's South Carolina. Yeah. Or North. He was I don't like, know the difference, but he would be pissed though. at me for not knowing that. Carolina. Uh, in the world he's from series, Carolina. He always came up big. Oh, yeah. He no. was a monster yeah. and he could hit. Yeah. Yeah. No, he could, he could, could hit. hit. It's embarrassing because he, like, he could hit the ball farther than any of us. And, like, he would, like, come in and pinch hit and get, like, these clutch hits. And we're just like, how the hell do you do this? Like, <laughs> he wouldn't even practice. He didn't, he didn't take BP. Hardly. I mean, sometimes he would just to hit the homers because he just wanted to see how far he could hit it. What a stud. He's just a, he was just a cowboy. He cared more about being a cowboy than anything else. You know, like legit, like he would be like roping. Like remember when he went to Arizona and was like on a horse and got, didn't he had, get hurt doing something like that? Um, a little bit, I think, a couple times. Like he got hurt <laughs> doing uh, biking. He was yes. doing some motor uh, motor biking, and, that, and he hadn't been he hasn't been the same pitcher since he did that. I don't think. I don't know if that's the reason. Yeah, but that sucked. That sucked, man. It's it's awesome to have you in studio on games with names, telling us all these awesome stories. Uh, you know, getting to know you and knowing, and knowing the competitor and, and the optimistic kind of leader that you are. I didn't know you were like that necessarily. I right. always knew you were, a, you know, the fucking let's do it. But like, <laughs> I didn't know you were like this. And it's, uh, it's well, a pleasure having you on cool, here, man. man. Thanks for having yeah, me. This was great. Great yeah. stories. Appreciate you, Sam. Awesome, Thank you all for having me. Thank you, man. man. You got any plugs? You want anything? In um, Not really. I mean, I'm, what a fucking I'm just cool happy, guy. To, happy to be here. I mean, my... Uh, my wife would probably be like, you know, plug Pineapple Labs. So Pineapple she has, Labs. She has a coffee shop, uh, a coffee company. I guess oh. we do the, the pineapplelabs.com if you want to try some of our coffee. I can't I'm, wait to try plug. it. We yeah. gotta we gotta get some of that Shave. coffee in here. And I wanna we'll put send a, you some. We'll I want a bobblehead and we're gonna uh, put the a Phillies, little shelf. The Phillies bobblehead. The, the Phillies one, and then I'm gonna put a little SF Giants on there. Thank you. Hunter Pence, man. Energy. He was great. He's He's got like that just straight, energetic, optimistic, everything is going to be okay kind of attitude, which you need. I, I you know, I, I was not a pro athlete. I, w I think if I was, I'd want that guy in my... Have to. Room. Yeah, because I was quite... I wasn't the... Like, he kept on saying I, would, I wasn't as bad as what he thought I was. I would just be the guy to call people out if they were, you know, not doing their shit. Yeah. Because if you don't, you know, you could say you're going to be in the moment all all you want, but if you're not doing the little shit, you ain't going to be in the moment. Yeah, it has to be a dude who's an all-star like Hunter Pence to deliver that shit. And I love the self-help aspect that he's talking therapy to a bunch of ball players. Like, the Upper West Side Jew in me is like, dude, this is speaking my language. <laughs> you know, it's fantastic. <laughs> dude, he, I, I, he, I, I couldn't believe the amount of coffee he, he ingests. A 10, a 10 cup on the way to more coffee. To, to two, two ex double espressos and then probably just potting it down at that's the a problem that is a caffeine problem dude he I, his tolerance like he he probably chews caffeine gum in between like his coffees just to even feel anything well that's what they're known for in san francisco tolerance very liberal people <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tolerance no he was a uh <laughs> he was a clearly a coffee lunatic i've never heard of that i mean that's that's 
for an athlete? Is that no, did, was anyone in your locker room doing that? That much coffee? I was doing like pre-workout drinks and stuff. Like I would hit a coffee, but not like that. Here I would, and then I would stop drinking coffee after like one or two because I couldn't sleep. Dude, I do. I was on the road last weekend, and I'm so tired by the end of the day, and so I have, I have to do coffee to to get energized. But you know, some of these comedy clubs don't have coffee, so I just in my rider, I'm like, I need cold brew in the fridge. Cold brew at eight thirty p.m. I'm up till six thirty in the morning. At least I was like, I was like, I fucking hate myself. So we did. We should have asked him. Does he does he like cold brew? Cold brew is like crack, dude. That's it's not a good idea. If you smell a a cold brew in the morning. I just instantly have to just empty every valve. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm dumping for hours. Yeah. It's fucking outrageous. I mean, this is called the the belt dump, right? The belt dumper. The belt dumper. It's appropriate. What's up, Jackie? Dan Campbell, noted coffee guy, one of our favorite guys. His morning coffee routine, two large iced coffees, four shots of espresso in each. He looks like a guy that drinks coffee. I used to hit diners with Dave Attell, and we'd, it'd be like 4 a.m., and we'd be leaving, and he would order a large iced coffee to go, which I've never seen anything like in my life. He would get a iced coffee from the diner this big, 4 in the morning. And go to sleep. Up all night with Dave Attell. Yeah, all, up all night, insomnia. <laughs> that was it, you know? Let's. Did we hit the prop, Jackie? Let's settle it. We hit it. We got it out of the way early. I counted three. We even got him to say it once. Kyler takes issue with the way you're scoring this, but I think the the time set is the game. And then we went way over in the end anyway. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, he went back to it, right? Yeah. yeah we don't make the rules. We just embrace them, bro. Yeah. We don't make... Actually, we do make them. We make them. We make them, too. <laughs> What's the legacy for this game? Uh, the longest game ever in the history of the playoffs, except for, like, one? Yeah. Up to this point, it was the longest. Eight, inning wise, yes. Hour wise, no. Inning wise, it's still tied. Right. Yeah. I got a little clarification on that one. Longest at the time. Inning wise, it is still tied. Now it is the second longest. Red Sox Dodgers game three of the 2018 World Series. 18 innings, seven hours, 20 minutes. Heesh. Jesus Christ. Oof. That's too much. Way too much. Too much baseball. Uh, it was a playoff game of attrition, it was part of a World Series run. It's uh, what's the lasting image for this? Lasting image is belt dumping one. Yeah, for the homer taking one or we took one yard, right? I get. I mean, that's the lasting image, that's and the then image. it propels them to go on and win the World Series. I mean, if you go in through, if you go through an eighteen inning game, and and you get out with the win, I can only imagine the confidence that's being brood in the locker room especially if hunter pence is in there you know giving them pregame speeches and brewing after. coffee yeah. brewing coffee yeah. brewing speeches i mean i think that was probably what slingshotted them for sure and this is you know a team that i think you gotta say they're a dynasty i know they won two years apart but it was 2010 and they won in four no they won three they won in 10, 12, and this was 14. 14. So that's what I'm saying. So 100%. Three, this so is a dynasty. Three, what's the rule for a dynasty? Because you've been a part of one. It's three and seven years. Does that make you a dynasty? Three and eight years? I, I would call a team three and seven. Is a dynasty? Three I and think seven. That's fair. that's fair. 
Yeah. I mean, cause that's a dynasty is just pure dominance and you're dominating the sport. Definitely. I mean, we, what we do, we went 14, 16, 18, but then we went to, we lost in 17 in the Super Bowl, And then we went, we went far into the playoffs every, every time. So yeah, we yeah. were definitely, and so were the giants giants. They were, they were owning the, the MLB at this time. Yeah. It was so, it was so cool to see. And I've said the Warriors are, I think, undoubtedly a dynasty. Dude, San Francisco's had some dynasties now. Yeah. What a, what a sports town. It's a sports town, man. It's a, it, they have cool teams to root for. I mean, the Niners are a cool team to root for. We just haven't got a one. There's no Sharks love. There's a big cult following of Sharks Sharks fans out in the, in the Bay now. Those colors. I love them. They're good colors. I had a Shark parka. When I was like, did you in '95? They were like an expansion team. Expansion team. I got it at like a Goodwill. It was dope. It is. It's it was like five ass. sizes too big. I got to wear it for like five years. <laughs> it was. It was amazing. Um. Well, th this is not exactly you know not this is not necessarily the exact game, but th these types of marathon games definitely contributed to the uh, changing of the MLB extra innings rule. I mean, he even said in the interview, he's like. Man, I wish we would have had the guy on second rule because especially in the playoffs, they got to get ready for the next week. They got to go out and play. That's such a disadvantage if you're if you're playing six and a half hours of baseball and then you have to get up and do it again. And especially if it's in like an elim game and they got to go play a fresh team, that'd be that'd be gnarly. That's tough. That's so tough. But it'd make the journey so much more fun if you went and won it all. Yeah. If you think about it. Well, they did. Yeah, they did it. Jack, what do we forget? Um, first off, Madison Bumgarner, Hickory, North Carolina. Hunter couldn't remember where he was from. Um, <laughs> Sam, yeah. you were talking about Tony Romo taking that trip to Cabo. You were right. The 2007 playoffs, Ian Jessica Simpson, Jason Witten was there too. I wonder if old Jerry was there. Who knows? Uh, the Cowboys 13 and three went out the next week and lost to Eli Manning. Yeah. Well, we all love Jessica Simpson here. Thanks for softening up Romo and getting him ready to lose to my big blue wrecking crew here in new york we also talked about how uh legendary those hunter pence speeches were good news for you fans at home you can get your own for 250 dollars on cameo oh you can yeah hunter pence pence, pence. on cameo 250 little steep. what's that rate is that a is good that, rate is that, is that good? cheap that's a little steep i think yeah steep i'll have to get some comps get, we get, let's get some comps jackie maybe maybe we'll start a cameo um yeah that's about it heck of an episode let's name the game the longest game nah because it's not not anymore 18 innings nah nah because there's other 18 innings. the nap game the nap game that's was that not, kyler that's pretty good it's not bad you could take you fully could have took like a two-hour nap the two for one i think it's the belt dumper i think pence deemed it the belt dumper yes it's got to be the belt dumper yeah i love that that's actually, I'd say that's top. Sounds like what you do after you eat Taco Bell, but it still works. Yeah. Let's or, score it. The the, what are the stakes? The stakes are the playoffs. It's high. It's not World Series, but it's not World NLDS. Series. It's it's uh seven five. All right, that's fair. Right? Yeah. Eight. I I go eight because it's NLDS. But it's, they had they had two wins. They were up two zero. You think it's? I think seven five five. Oh really? All right, fine. So seven five. Seven five star power. Um how many Hall of Famers in this game? Posey's a Hall of Famer. Isn't he? 
Let me check real quick. Hello, Bryce. Young Bryce. Young Bryce. Young Bryce. He's probably Holly. They always. I love. I love the Giants. I like the Brian Wilsons and the Bumgarner. Bumgarner had an unbelievable career. Matty Kane. He was in there. I would say eight, eight, five, seven, five, seven, five. Does base? Are we doing this because it's baseball? Because I feel like there's a lot of World Series champs in here. There's a lot of names in here. I think the fact that it's the MLB at this period is hurting the star power. Am I wrong? I mean, you're like Socrates. You know <laughs> when we're wrong. I don't know if that's are we being too harsh and star power? Yeah, I mean. Tim Hudson's a fucking star. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer, but I think if he's on better teams, they have three. I mean, is is Linscombe? Linscombe? Is Linscombe a Hall of Famer? Probably not because he didn't have the long, long. Run. But he had three. He had three. He had like a bunch of Cy Youngs. No, I mean he's a, he was great. I just I don't think he's in the Hall. Either. Did it long enough? Not yet, at least. Hudson just missed. Um, he missed he by a, a lot. Yeah, he only got twelve votes. That's pretty doesn't look like anyone officially yet, but there's some futures for sure. All right, eight, 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 three. Eight, three. Eight, three? Yeah. Gameplay, I'm going low as shit. I'm going like two, five. This gameplay stunk. It's a defensive battle. This shit was like ambient. Great pitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, name, I mean, it's, it's a funny name, so we have to get points for it being a funny name, but it's not an iconic name. So we, I, name, I go like four, five. Five, eight. Five eight. All right. Bay Area. Got to give the Bay Area boy the the nod. Five eight. I mean, the Belt Thumper is a great name. So we're go, but we're scoring it for humor, not for like you know it being an epic name, right? So I I I respect five eight for it being funny. The total comes out to six. I think that's fair. It's not a World Series game. It's also just not. It's. He made me think more of the game than I did before talking to him because I felt his energy and yeah. I and I and I like that, but I just don't think it's I do think we might be hard on stakes is I mean seven five might be stingy. But not really. This is because winner goes up. to the World Series. I guess it's not a decisive it's not like it's game not a, seven. That, it's not a game seven. Okay, so then that They're, is and they were up two oh. Fair enough. And we're talking to a footballer who Nah, they were up one oh. They they were up one oh, they win this one, they lose the next one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty fair. All right. If, I, yeah, I hear you. We gave the miracle in Morgantown a 7-5 also. Fair Mike enough. Mike Vick, West Virginia. Um, we gave Notre Dame TBT a 7-flat, gameplay-wise. Lakers-Celtics 2008 finals got a 7 also. On stakes? Yeah, on stakes. My, my bad. I, mean, I said gameplay. Wow. Wise. We're whack? Fuck. Why are we whack? 7 for... Lakers-Celtics? That was... There's no way I gave it a seven. If, if it's a lower school for basketball, what, it's coming from Julian. What game was it? It was the wheelchair. Wheelchair game was what? Like game two? The thing went to seven? He is he is biased because he played in the NFL where every playoff game was win or go home. So I, I get his bias. I just like to up the ante. I like, I like to feel... I want to feel the heat. I want to feel the stress eating at the back of your neck. I want to not be able to sleep the night before, do or die. I love it. I want. I want. I want to feel closed. Yeah. I want to feel you. <laughs> I want to feel you inside me, dude. Do you? 
No, but I was just getting fired there up. There we I don't go. Know. I don't know. We got to plug the social here. So follow That's Games with Names on YouTube, Sorry, guys. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Games with Names on all of those platforms. Subscribe, like, click. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen on. We're all over it. Hey, guys, rate, review, comment. We want to connect with you guys. I, I go on my Instagram. I go on Twitter every day. I want to see what the comments are so I can just snipe a couple in there. I love it. And that's, you know, that's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors and, of course, Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence, awesome, awesome guest. I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Julian Edelman, and we'll see you next game. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets you where you are and helps you get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.